Welcome to Dad Devotionals with Dave Domzowski. This is the place for Christian fathers, husbands, and those who love them to find the inspiration, grace, and guidance to help you live God's will for your life and finish your race strong. We share scripture readings, prayers, and advice to help you in your personal and professional life. Now pop in the earbuds or turn up the volume and let's get to today's episode. Hey folks, let me tell you about St. Amelia Ministries Orthodox Christian Homeschooling. They have their online conference starting this Thursday, April 30th, and running through Saturday, May 2nd. Keynote speaker, Father Stephen Freeman, and you'll be joined by a variety of authorities in Orthodox Christian Homeschooling. It's free to register and conducted entirely over Zoom, so it's very easy. All the information and, and to register, go to daviddomzowski.com slash Amelia. You won't want to miss this. Hey folks, welcome to Dad Devotionals. I want to introduce you today to today's guest, Rashawn Copeland. He's the founder of Without Walls Ministries, a Christ-centered outreach serving individuals who are searching for light in a dark world. He's also the host of the Stories and Scriptures podcast, which is part of the Converge Podcast Network, and he's the author of the book, Start Where You Are, How God Meets You in Your Mess, Loves You Through It, and lead you out of it. And that's going to be released in September 2020, just later this year. You can learn more about the book at startwhereyouarebook.com. Rashawn, welcome to Dad Devotionals. It's great to have you. David, thank you so much for having me, bro. I want to tell you, I've been enjoying the podcast. I'll, I've listened to two episodes so far, and I'm going to be a lifelonger, bro. So you thank keep doing you. what you're doing. I love you know, it. <laughs> and that I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's good to know that someone out there is listening and someone of your stature doing what you're doing. And I, I just, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Wow. Humble, bro. Humble. Thank you for having me too, by the way. No problem. This is hey man, this is great. <laughs> so look, you know, let, let's get into it here. Um, you know, I shared a little bit about you, but why don't you provide us some more info about you so people can get really get to know the real Rashawn. Okay, sounds good. I tell people all the time, uh, before I'm anything, and this has become a priority for me to say, I'm a son. uh, Mm -hmm. And I've been so just thrilled, you know, with God's redeeming work in my life, uh, but also even seeing him work in others around me. Um, And with that being said, I'm a father uh, of three young boys. I have a blended family. I had a baby outside of marriage before I came to Christ. And that's been something, a whole different thing in, in and of itself. Sure. And then uh, I have my precious wife, my bride, with whom I love so much. And she's, but her and the Holy Spirit have helped me to grow into the man I am today. So, amen to that. <laughs> yeah, so amen. Uh, but outside that, I'm a minister who writes and a writer who preaches, as you uh, shared. And I'm constantly trying to grow as, as a man of God. Yeah. So, well, and that's why I really wanted to have you on because, you know, you, you have this book coming out and you do all this amazing work and you have such a great story. Um, and I, I got into it a little bit, but before we jump into that, I do want to talk about the book first. Why did you decide to write this book and, um, what can we look forward to when it comes out later this year? Awesome brother. Well, with this book, start where you are, I, I really, was compelled uh, to write something to which uh, it will meet someone right where they are. Like if I would have picked up this book, 
you know, when I was 17 out there running and literally gunning, I was gunned down as a 17 year old, wow. uh, left for dead on the sidewalk. And fast forward, uh, even in college days when I was sleeping around, I didn't know my identity. I was going through identity crisis, literally all these different things. If I would have picked not only this book, you know, but the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book sure. for me. Yeah. I stand upon the word of God, yes, the B-I-B-L-E. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying, um, I, but a resource that can like literally just remind you uh, in your life, wherever you are, that God will meet you there. I think that would have uh, would have helped me out so much. And I pretty much just birthed this book. Uh, well, I, I feel like the Lord, you know, used me to write this book to encourage those who may be far off from him, but also even Christians who have drifted away from their first loves, who are just on the brink of revival. Uh, they just need to know that, you know, that revival starts in their own heart before they'll ever see it, see it in the world. So that's why I wrote this book and, and, and sort of, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, 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 and I'm glad you said that because I've had other, other gentlemen on too who have mentioned, you know, I've had priests, I've had uh, doctors and stuff on too that mm. mentioned that, that inner sense, that, in, that inner spirit. You know, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned the heart. You mentioned, you know, w- what's going on inside a person first. That, that's where we have to start, right? I mean, so true. start where you are. Yes, yes, brother. Yeah. And um, and if we just look at the throughout the Bible, like look at um uh, the the fisher the fisherman mm-hmm. Peter yeah uh, God met him where he was and turned him into a fisher of many men and we look at Paul on the road to Damascus Jesus mm-hmm. met him right where he was yeah. the hate filled you know enemy of God became a a lover and a friend of Christ you know what I'm saying that spread his word all across the world and it's, passionately it's, yeah it's 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 so beautiful and you know when I was reading I'm listening to your story now and I, and I was reading it. Uh, a little bit in preparation for the interview, you know, I'm almost reminded of of people like Chris Pratt and Kanye West and The Rock, who they they turned toward God or leaned on God. You know, as, mm. as guys, I feel like it's hard to really get there. You know, to to yeah. even even hear that 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 still small voice because the world's just throwing so much at you, throwing daggers, throwing shiny objects, and just you know throwing so in all true. of its. Uh, all of its, uh, you know, illusions in your face and everything. Can you speak to that? For those men struggling out there, how, how can they find that light in the darkness? I would say literally, um, depending on where they are, I think there's one clear thing uh, that we all can be reminded of. Like, I don't think the problem is enough people that hasn't heard about Jesus. I think a, a lot of people haven't seen him through either other believers and, you know, through the lives of people who profess him sure. years and years. I mean, I had a mom who was basically growing up in a Baptist, you know, backing church and, mm-hmm. you know, they were really good at, you know, sharing the Bible, but I didn't really see that played out in, in their lives. And I love the Baptist. That's my fam. I love the Baptist, but I really, it, it really, hurt me that many believers were missing the mark at that point and I had sort of a critical eye towards uh, followers of Christ and then fast forward it didn't it took a young lady you know who was the fifth gospel to me she was basically you know the woman who poured into me at my lowest point and once I was honest with myself and I acknowledged that I am a wretched sinner and a broken man apart from him. Mm-hmm. And she explained to me the love of God. 
that changed everything and why he sent his son and he demonstrated on us all while we were sinners. Christ died for us. It melted my heart, you know, and, and that literally, so I think it's basically not only about, you know, declaration, but demonstration. Sure. And, and, and I think that's so important in this day and age that we're living in. People want the real thing, not to be right all the time, but to be real and be honest mm-hmm. about, you know, what you live and, you know, breathe and be what you're becoming. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, you, you mentioned your wife and I appreciate that because uh, tell, talk to us about your relationship with your wife today. What are yeah. some things that you guys do together to really strengthen your relationship? I love it. So uh, wife, here's one thing after this quarantine thing, like immediately after we had to do so much adjusting, I'm talking like yeah. one, we tried to count, like I, I was doing traveling itinerant ministry, a little bit of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to counsel a ton of flights and all this stuff. So there's a lot of stress on my end, on my wife end, uh, you know, she's having the babies a lot longer than usual. And I'm over here trying to one leg in the career, one leg in helping wife and between all that trying to navigate. But thankfully, uh, the Lord began to minister to us one night in, in prayer. Um, we at nine o'clock every night we do our devos and, and prayer time and just conversation, just get down real funny and raw about what's going on in life. And uh, he really explained to us, like, we need to start writing stuff down and sort of making it plain, get a schedule. And sure. that's been so helpful. So communication has been growing strongly during this time, but also a heart to serve, uh, yeah, serve our neighbors and, and reach out. So we're a missional family, uh, you know, God's mission first uh, before our marriage. We're learning and growing in that. But all, uh, yeah, I'd like to say, yeah, it's a it's a really, it's a growth thing for me, though. I'd never, I have not arrived. <laughs> I think that's part of it, man. You know, you know you're not the only guy out there that's, that's where it's, it's the journey. It's about the yes. journey, not the end destiny. I mean, you want to get there, but you're never going to reach that perfection. So it's going to be really hard. To- <laughs> Amen, bro. Tell, tell me about your becoming a father. You mentioned, you know, you had a, you had a child before you were married, which, you know what, a child's a child. You know, you're, you're there to be there. Yeah. Uh, to bring them up in the Lord. And I, I think that, you know, it's almost amazing that, you know, that that represents a part of your life that you, you know, you, you, you changed on, you, you, you yeah. found God, but that that's a reminder of what it was, but it's a beautiful thing because you carry that through with you. Yeah, so, so true. So talk to us about that, about becoming a father in those circumstances and the father you are today. I love that. Thank you so much for asking about that, sure. David. And what I'm learning more, um, one, the Lord wants to build the man before the ministry. That's mm-hmm. something that he's really speaking into my heart every Amen. single day. <laughs> but another two about fatherhood, which is the best hood, uh, means more than just like a, I'm learning, it means more than just like a biological, like production, you know, of children. Mm-hmm. But it's more about, you know, uh, growing in him, knowing God, loving him and making a a difference in your home first before you go out into the world. So I'm just trying to, you know, build our house on that solid foundation Jesus spoke about, mm-hmm. which is basically on, you know, seeking the Lord through his word, his his presence, um, you know, and just growing in him and being that example to the kids through that. But I can say it was very tough being sort of a, a, a blended family. Me and my wife, 
there was times we crashed and sort of burned because of my past relationships and sin comes back and it, it's a pain yeah. in the neck, you know? I mean, yeah. because Amen. but what I thought was so beautiful, which I'm not endorsing by any means, you know, by any means at all, you know, so, you know, sex before marriage. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that my son, oldest son is an extremely precious gift from God to me. He works all things out, even our mess out for the good of those who love him. Amen, brother. So I'm so excited that one, my wife is now, we're growing because we gave our life to the Lord like four year, four and a half years ago. And we're both growing and maturing so much more in, in Christ as we're learning the ways of Christ and, and through, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit, man. Like it's just, it's a redeeming work. I, yes, that's all I can no, say. A, a, amen <laughs> to that. And, and and that's the thing. And, you know, what I, I love that you share that, you know, what you've learned through that experience and that, yeah. you know, your, your, your son is a gift, you know, yes, you, the act may not have been the right thing to yeah, do, exactly. but you know, Hey, we've all been there. I'm not judging. But yeah. what I, I mean, cause you know, I did the same thing, gotcha. but, um, but you know, the point is, you know, you, 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 this is a, this is a precious human life. It's still a gift from God, no matter what. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's still a gift from God. And he's seeing his dad just do some amazing things. So and true. Yeah. And that's, and you know, what's cool. You know, what's cool. What else God's re- redeems it. He also brings a lot of purpose behind redeeming that such thing, because what I'm noticing more and more, he's now teaching me to raise boys that respect women. I rejected that. Like I was all about me, me, me. That's why I was so miserable on the inside, but I was being fulfilled by, you know, satisfying my passion and my flesh on the outside. But deep down I was empty, but to pour into these kids in such a way where they're going to respect women by, you know, first seeing the example that man, mom, is carrying in the house, you know, for the most part, you know, sometimes we have some intense fellowships, but <laughs> the Lord is with us. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. But Amen. yeah, David, but no, I love that. Yeah. Love your story on that yeah. too, bro. I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate you sharing and being real with us. Uh, Cause that's, that's what makes this, I mean, you know, we're, we're all guys, we've all gone through stuff. We're all going to go through stuff. Yeah. Might as well be real about it. Yeah. You know, it is what so it is. And let's get through it together. So um, true what Bible verse really speaks to you most? Mm. Why? Mm. Well, I would say, bro, I never can get away. One from Psalms 51, uh, you know, the, the cry out to, you know, repentance. It was basically a confession from David, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, cleanse my heart, you know, t- take not your Holy Spirit from me, all these amazing things. But there was another passage parallel to that. I think in I want to say Psalms 42, 45, somewhere in there, or 41, somewhere in there, maybe 40, but I don't know. (laughs) But um, I I, I cry out, I cried out to the Lord and he heard my cry. You know, Mm -hmm. he he grabbed me out of the mud and mire. He set Mm -hmm. my foot upon a rock. He gave me a new song to sing. And, you know, and many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. But it's basically a beautiful thing like, not only did he reach out to God first, openly, honestly, with what he was going through, but God heard him. Mm. And that changes everything. Like we have a God who literally is attentive to our prayers. That's right. That That's hears right. us. But not only that, he, he wants to reach out and pull us out of whatever we're struggling with today. And and that's a literally a, a message. I like 
I meditate on that all the time. Like I can call out to God. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. You yeah. know, and let, let, let's jump off of that. So if you could say anything to the fathers and husbands out there, mm. what would it be? What's the one message that you want them to take away from this uh, talk we're having? I'd say just, uh, if I can just give you one brief nugget just to, to leave here with would be, um, keep your hands wide open, wide open. With that being said, I, I think the wisest outside of Jesus to the wisest man ever walk this planet was, you know, King Solomon. Mm. And he said, meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. And what I think about is the moment we start trying to hold on and control the things in our life, even the good things, not allowing God to what he gives to us to freely take that thing back mm -hmm. is the moment where, yeah, in a, in a bad space. So I just would say, give him your marriage, give him your children, give him your career, give him this circumstance that we're going through right now with this COVID-19, give him everything, leave your hands wide open for the towards the father. And let him know that he's caring for you and you're deeply cared and known. For, known. So he knows what he's doing. Amen, brother. And, and look, you know, what you're saying, I mean, especially in career for me, I've actually been living out since the end of November. Uh, I just really? decided, oh, absolutely. So I decided, I've, I've struggled for years trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I kept mm. trying to make things work and force things that just weren't going to work. And this is from oh. like 2006 to 2019. And then I just said, all right, fine. You win. I'll let Praise you do it. God. And then within a day, like literally the next day, I applied. I was against going for an MBA. The next day on my birthday in the morning, I woke up like five or six in the morning. I applied. By Tuesday, I was accepted. And then I was nice. sending an email because I love entrepreneurship. I was sending an email to the director and we're meeting within the next week. He's offering me a graduate assistantship. Mm. And, you know, so I'm going, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm getting involved. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to try with my career now. I did it, I did it with something. I'm going to not test God, but you know what? I'm going to be faithful. And so wow. I put out for, I, I've been in auditing forever. And I put out this, they, they do an, uh, an internal newsletter for my, for my uh, organization. And they were asking for writers. And I've always loved writing. I have blogs, mm. I've personal finance, entrepreneurship. I've done, I've done all kind of different writing. I've written for Forbes. And so I just said, what nice. the heck? Let, let, me, let me try this out. I, I said, hey, you know, I'd love to write for it. They had, they had me submit a piece. I did. Everyone loved it, including the director who never told me a good thing about my work as an auditor. <laughs> and within three weeks, man, I was, I was doing a, uh, a four-month detail working with the communications department. Beautiful. I, I have like actually have an outlet, have an in that I've been praying for, and my wife even more so, trying to make it work, trying to figure it out. And here God just said, here. Go through this door. Wow. And that's beautiful. Fighting. <laughs> fight, like literally fighting. I mean, I, I hate to admit it, cursing at different points because I, mm. I my one of my struggles is, is anger. And on, here brother. it was. He was he was making it work all along. Ooh, come on, Lord. That's what how good yeah. he is. Like exactly. he not only gives us good things, it's just that's who he is. That's his nature. He's good. Amen. <laughs> Amen, brother. Well, I I, I you know, I, I hate to, you know kind of uh, take the interview away from you there, but I, I felt compelled to share that because of what you were saying. 
Wow. Well, I thank you for sharing that, bro. That means a lot. Sure. You know, so transparent too. Yeah. I I value and admire that. Like I said, we try to be, got to be real here on the Dad Devotionals podcast. Come on. (laughs) Um, Last thing I want to ask you, where can we learn more about you and about your ministry? Awesome, brother. So, um, I do have a podcast, Scriptures and Stories podcast, which I should bring you on soon, bro. Yeah, we'll set it up. Um, and another thing, uh, startwhereyouarebook.com uh, is a great place where my resources are, but you also can learn a little bit about me, RashawnCopeland.me, or Rashawn on all the social media websites, Rashawn Copeland. So that'll be that'll be about it. I will give you my phone number, but I, I don't want your phone. Now I'm just saying, you can yeah, call no, it. I get it. <laughs> you can call it. <laughs> <laughs> Rashawn, man, this has been an absolute pleasure. God bless you. God bless your ministry. And thanks so much for coming on the Dad Devotionals podcast. God bless you, have you back, especially Thank when the you. book launches. Awesome. Let's do it, brother. God bless you and your ministry. Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. Thank you so much. Our reading today comes from the Gospel of John. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. Whatever he says to you, do it. Interesting. Something we all need to remember, not just in this context and what Jesus did with this miracle, but when the mother of God says to us, whatever he says to you, do it. And that's something that we, that we feel that she is speaking back to us when we go to her to intercede for us. Maybe that's what we should do. <laughs> and just accept the words as no, no pun intended gospel because i know that there are often times when i thought about it and considered eh, maybe that's not what i heard and it didn't go well for me whatever he says to you do it wise words from the mother of god let's make sure we remember that god bless thank you for listening to dad devotionals with me dave Domzowski. please remember to subscribe to the podcast Leave us a review and also email us at daddevotionals at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash daddevotionals and also youtube.com slash daddevotionals. Make sure to subscribe, like us, do whatever you got to do to stay in touch. Thank you for listening.